Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. You know, I'm going to start off doing something I don't think I've done in years. Years. Uh, I'm going to say something nice about Roger Goodell in the NFL. I'm going to say, nice job, Roger Goodell. Uh, if you haven't heard, the uh, ruling came down, the verdict came down uh, on the, uh, the trial of the century. No, no, not Kyle Rittenhouse. Aaron, much worse, much worse than a guy shooting three people. This is worse than, this is worse than anything. This is Aaron Rodgers going to a Halloween party, Carano, without a mask. I mean, he, he probably, everyone in that party is probably dead right now. They're all, he, he murdered them all. Uh, as, <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, he went as uh, uh, John Wick. It was a great costume. He looks like John Wick with his hair all grown out. He had bruises on his face and a black suit. and It was well done. Uh, and he didn't wear a mask, so it looked even more authentic. But he did murder everybody at the party, I believe. Well, he was staying in character. Most, that's what John Wick does, too. That's a good point. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to check the line on the Seattle-Green Bay game right now because I'm pretty sure Green Bay will have to forfeit since most of their players are dead now. Rodgers <laughs> has been hanging around the facility without a mask. So I assume most of the Packers have uh, sadly passed away from COVID. Um, let me check on that. But um, they came down with the fine, and I was hoping for this. And I don't care, to be honest with you. I like Aaron Rodgers because he's fun to watch. I was never like a huge fan of his personality. He's always kind of tries to be this man of mystery. And he's one of those guys who, Thinks he's a little smarter than he is. That's a lot. That happens a lot with guys who are fond over their whole lives. It happens, you know, with Tom Brady or, or Michael Jordan or anyone, you know, Tiger Woods. When you are treated like a god, it's only human to start thinking, you know, maybe you are kind of godlike. And um, I think, uh, I think, you know, Rudge is guilty of that. And, and I think the best point he made yesterday with McAfee. Pat McAfee, by the way, again, wearing a black tank top. Does he do that every day? I think he's, a, he's a tank top guy, yes. <laughs> the same tank top? I think so. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, uh, time, Pat, time to get, you know, wear a golf shirt or a T-shirt or whatever. Uh, wear one of those, you know, sport uh, shirts with teams or colleges on them, like a good sports radio guy. But uh, he, he had him on yesterday. He said, hey, I'm an athlete. I'm not an activist. He doesn't want to be an activist. I think he's uncomfortable in the spotlight, mainly because he's challenging the establishment. He's not only challenging Goodell in the NFL, but he's challenging the mainstream media and Hollywood. Jimmy Kimmel is coming after him now. Howard Stern, all the beautiful people, <laughs> all these subservient tools of the state, which is what they are. They are serving the Biden regime and it doesn't matter you know, what the issue is. They just get their orders and they carry them out. Their orders were this week to attack Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and call him a liar and call him a fool. Howard Stern actually said, you're not supposed to do any research. 
talking about about uh, Rogers. It says just go to the doctor and get your shot. So he's he's criticizing a guy, a professional athlete who quote did his research and and I, I assume he did. I mean, don't we all kind of read up on as much as possible? Read up on on COVID and people and, who care, yeah, people who care yeah. about their health and want to know what's going on. Yes, especially a guy whose health, his body is his job. Pretty his much. Body's, his body's worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And the price, by the way, went up after his backup Jordan Love took the field last week. And this week, Rogers can come back Saturday, officially be in the facility if he doesn't test positive, be test negative, and then play Sunday versus uh, Seattle. And I'm rooting for him just because I don't necessarily root for people. Same with, you know, politics and, and in many ways. I root against people. You know, I root for for pain inflicted on all the right people. In this case, the NFL came down with a fine. 14,000, what is it, 650? Something like 14, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the player, 300,000 for the team for allowing uh, Rodgers to do press conferences and, and be in the locker room without a mask. So we'll get back to the friggin' mask, uh, uh, you know, madness. They get this big fine the team has for for allowing your player, their best player, their star player to, to hang around without a mask. Alan Lazard, receiver, also got fined 14650 which is the standard fine. That's that is, in the rules. Yes, as if of you July, violate the yes. mask mandate, you get hit up with 14650 But it pissed off everybody, beginning with Mike Florio. I, I haven't seen Peter King yet. Guarantee he's not happy. They are essentially, you know, again, tools of the state. In this case... They were demanding, you know, harsh punishment for this uh, heretic, uh, Aaron Rodgers. They've been having little hissy fits for days saying they better, they better come down hard on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure if they were strictly dealing with a fine, what would make them happy? The guy has literally, you know, $100 million, $150 million. What fine were they hoping for, like a million dollars? You can't do that, Peter King and Jimmy Kimmel and, and and Mike Florio. You can't do that. There are rules in place. They followed the book. They fined him for 14650 Again, the team, 300000 And then all the usual suspects you know, went nuts, uh, crying and screaming. Um, uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Jimmy Kimmel. He's, he's such a friggin' – I mean, he's such an embarrassment. This guy's supposed to be a – you know, acerbic, contrarian, late-night comedian. And he's talking about Kyrie Irving versus Aaron Rodgers and, and people comparing him. He says, that's not fair. Kyrie Irving is wrong, but at least he's honest. Aaron Rodgers let everyone around him think he was vaccinated when he wasn't. He's not Kyrie Irving. He's Bernie well, I don't Madoff. know, because he said that his team, uh, Rodgers said um, on air that he that his entire team knew that he was unvaccinated. And that threw that throws his, his uh, the you know the ownership under the bus or his coaches under the bus. But he said his teammates knew. So but, but help me with this. They knew. Of course they knew. Think of you really think he was hiding around them. They knew. They knew what kind of guy he is. They you know there are other there six percent of the NFL is unvaccinated. So there are other players unvaccinated. He made a mistake in one regard, in my opinion, when he said, "Yeah, I'm in, immunized." And that's, in his mind, not lying. It's deceiving. And I guess it is because he considers himself immunized. He thinks yeah. he has the antibodies. And he certainly does now. He's certainly immunized now. But he, he claims he was tested th over 300 times in whatever, a year and a half, less than a year and a half, 300 times. So if you're not vaccinated and you're testing constantly, which in season, that's every day. You know, that's essentially yeah. every day. It is. And you're negative. How are you endangering your teammates? I, I love this, that he was putting his teammates in danger. This Mike Florio garbage, putting his teammates in danger. Again, his teammates aren't like you, Mike Florio. They don't live in fear. They're not these, uh, these neurotic, insecure people who blame others because of their own, their insecurities. Like I'm afraid to get COVID. So I'm blaming you because you didn't follow orders. That's to me, not uh, the way an average NFL player thinks. They play in the NFL. They're fearless by nature. They're young. They're healthy. If they're red at all, they know they're in no danger of dying from COVID. So when they see their teammate, their star teammate, the guy that 
had led them to a seven and one record before Sunday, who will come back this week and probably lead them to the playoffs and maybe lead them to a Super Bowl. They don't say, Oh, that guy, he's like Bernie Madoff. He's he's a <laughs> bad guy. He doesn't think about me. Doesn't think about you. He's getting tested every day. He's doing what he take what it takes to get on the field. I think that there's a real divide there. The me- media like the, you know, politics and academia and big tech. They're all on one side. They're all on the side of the authoritarian you know, Biden regime where they're going to demand you submit. The players are like normal people who say, yeah, you know, I might get COVID. I'm vaccinated, but if I get COVID, it won't be a big deal. It won't be uh, life-threatening. I'll sit out a few days. I'll be back. It's going to happen to everybody. It's like the flu. It's going to happen to everybody eventually. Right now, it's happening to Aaron Rodgers. And because the league won't, you know, try to destroy him, they are uh, uh, not happy. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at all the tweet. Uh, what is this? Uh, uh, Huffington Post? No, Yahoo put out a a compilation of all the tweets from like media people yeah. uh, who, who point out uh, Chris Sims, by the way, who's I think is a fan of uh, Aaron Rodgers. He hates Brady. He pointed out that CD lamb Cowboys receiver was fined 20 grand for a t-shirt that was hanging out of his. And yeah, it wasn't tucked in or something. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not tucked in and hanging out, yeah. which he likes to do. Um, I hate to break it to the people who, who make that comparison, but those are the rules. It's just Again, what's written. <laughs> it's it's the rules. It's you think it's stupid. It's like taunting. Everyone's oh, it's stupid. But that's the rule, okay? If you want to change the rule, it's like listening to you know, like Joe Biden or you know his surrogates talk about how it's unfair that the rich don't pay any taxes and the rich guys pay less than. I'm like you made the law. You were in the Senate. You made the law. They're following the law. If a rich guy follows the law and doesn't pay as much in taxes as you would like him to. Change the law. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Volunteer to pay more? Is 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 Aaron Rodgers supposed to go to the NFL and say, I don't think you find me enough. <laughs> right. <you know>? right. <laughs> I, I got a lot of money. It's really not a big deal. Uh, and and but I love the fact that when they throw this in there, that the uh, that he went to a Halloween party. I'm like, yeah, but Halloween parties, <laughs> you dress up. You get crazy, uh, you know, whatever. Get drunk. You get funk. I mean, you, you, you pretend to be something else. You and you're supposed to. Oh, hi, wait. I gotta before I go. I need to grab my my little cloth mask and make pretend. They want a guy who's dressing as as John Wick. You know, this killer, this bat, to say, "Oh, I'm gonna put this stupid blue mask over," uh, and, and and they everyone will say, "Boy, he's such a good guy. He's worried about all of us. He's protecting us." If he just he wore it a, around his wrist, it would have been fine. If he just had it on his person I'm or looped you, it around his I was, I was out and about yesterday in the city, walking and running all, and there are so many people who just walk around with the wrist. We well, need a term for that, the wrist mask. You know, they want to show that they're ready if you have to put it on, but they know they don't need it, so they have it there. I went to CVS yesterday, yeah, by the way, and no. I forgot to bring a mask. It's usually, a, and I just said, I'll see what happens. It was busy. There were workers, you know, masked up. I walked through. I went up the aisles. Of, no one said a word. No one cares. I don't yeah, have any CVS. Problems. If you can go to CVS without a mask, you can do just about anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So if you wear it on your wrist, that means you know I'm ready to comply to submit if you make me. But I know it doesn't really have any effect on anything. So you let me know. Here's uh, Max Boot from the Washington Post, a complete lunatic moonbat. A guy who was, lo- was destroyed by Trump. He broke Trump broke this guy, and he says uh, Rogers lied and endangered his teammates. Oh. Yet the NFL lets him off with a wrist slap and no suspension. When you're a star, you can do anything. Rules don't apply. Max, again, those are the rules that are laid out. We read them as of July. Like we knew what the we knew what the fences cause, and they cause a fourteen thousand whatever five hundred six hundred fifty dollar fine. That's right, it. Right. It's right there. And- they did it. Do you think Alan Lazard is a, is a, is a star, Max Boot? I, I don't. I mean, a superstar? I don't. He got the same fine. Right. He got the same fine. And I'm glad it drives these people nuts. Uh, I'm sure today, uh, Howie Hampton's, although he probably, it's it's a Wednesday. He's he not can't working work. today, no. He can't work like two days in a, in a row. No, I mean, too much. we'll get to Howie. Howie made a big announcement yesterday. 
uh, Jimmy Kimmel will go after him. You know, Mike Florio. So many people in the in the press box will be pissed about this. I have to say, Carano, this I find this uh, really interesting and I think intriguing. I think it's uh, the ratings for Green Bay, Seattle. Not a bad matchup on an average day. Ah, a it's one. a great matchup because I think Russell Wilson's coming back too. That's going to be the game of the week. That's going to be. Uh, I'm, oh, I just looked up the line here. Where is it? Um, that's going to be a, a game you don't want to miss. And I am rooting for Aaron Rodgers again, not because uh, you know he means so much to me. What is it? It is Green Bay. Oh, it's at Green Bay. That's right. Green Bay favored by three. If that were Jordan Love under center, it would be Seattle by about you know twenty five. <laughs> right. right. He, that was. That was a disaster for young Jordan Love Sunday against the Chiefs. I hope uh, Rodgers comes back, throws five TDs and 400 yards, and just ruins the day for all the Karens, for all these these whiny bitches who can't stand the fact that the NFL, once again, followed the rules and find the guy, what they're supposed to find him for a mask violation. And uh, Rodgers, you know, he's he's public enemy number one, but they're going to hate him even more if he if he wins. I'm rooting, as I said yesterday, Green Bay to the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl wouldn't be bad either, but Green Bay to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, it would be, I don't know what the average you know, media member would do. They, they hate Belichick. They hate Rodgers. Uh, they hate the Patriots. I don't know what they would do. They would be rooting for, you know, whatever, a 0-0 zero, tie, zero tie and, and lots of uh, injuries or something. But um, we will uh, we will be rooting for the uh, the the Green Bay Packers on Sunday at home against a Seattle, but uh, yeah, against uh, right against Seattle. I think uh, I'm pretty sure both QBs will be playing. It's not like Rogers needs a week of practice to be better than his backup. <laughs> he, could, true, yeah. he could be in the throes of the worst case of coronavirus. He could be you know coughing up a lung, and he'd still be better than his backup. So that'll be interesting. I don't think a guy like that needs a million reps in practice, but we'll see. We will see. All right, we got much to get to. The the bizarre trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, the show trial, the sham trial, got even weirder yesterday as the as the prosecution. And boy, do they are they embarrassing themselves? I know it was a tough task to, to put this kid away when clearly. It was self-defense, but I didn't think they'd be this bad. I didn't think Public I didn't think Star man. Wars. Well, what do you call a Star Wars geek? I mean, that's your world, not mine. What's, uh, I don't know, because a Trekkie would be a, a Star Trek right. one. Is I didn't think about that. What's the Star Wars geeks? I don't know. Right? Is there something like that Pro, for Star yes. Wars geeks? Yeah, there yeah. must be. Yeah. The, the Star Wars geek who's leading the prosecution and just completely fallen on his face. He went from, um, I'm going to say yesterday, he went from Binger, Mr. Binger, went from inept, incompetent to corrupt oh. yesterday. <laughs> he's, he's not just uh, overmatched. He is, uh, he is uh, uh, breaking the rules and lying and cheating his ass off, and it won't help at all. We'll get to that, and uh, we'll get to a, a, big, a big retirement announcement from uh, one of the icons in uh, the mainstream media, one of their heroes, one of the great liars of all time, is stepping down. Uh, we'll get to that in a whole lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, before we get to the Rittenhouse trial, and man, there was a lot going on, and it just keeps getting worse for the prosecution and better for Rittenhouse. I'm 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 with you. You had an idea yesterday. It's the only thing that will save Kenosha, that will save this thing from devolving into more insanity, would be the judge, who's pretty forceful to step up. Like he's not happy that they're doxing the jurors. That's good to see because a lot of jur a lot of judges yeah. who are you know rooting for a prosecution might not mind that. Uh, he should step in and say directed verdict, trial over. You get to leave. Prosecution, 
The burden is on them to prove their case. It is not on the defense to prove their innocence. They failed to prove their case. You can go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Then the jurors are safe, I think, from the George Floyd crime family. And then we don't have to, you know, they don't be chasing them around, asking the jurors what they thought and questioning, you know, how many black jurors, how many women, how many whatever. Uh, it's just over. And the judge takes the the onus on him and, and uh, just refers to uh, the, the legal uh, the legal foundation there that, that they didn't prove their case. He's not going to do it though. Cause well, don't you do that before the prosecution? I mean, before the defense starts making its case he should. Yeah, he really should. And that you're I, right. That the DA is now like crushing his own reputation. Like he's not even going to lose this case, but he's also going to destroy any credibility that he had at the same time. I know, this, you this think about is, it. Prosecutors generally do what five years DA, if they're good and they like it, they stay longer but they go on to become defense attorneys or yeah. politicians and make a lot more money. Right. And, and uh, you know, the guy with the, the purple shirt and the purple tie and the Star Wars lapel pins does not look like a guy who's going to step into some white shoe law firm and make a million no, bucks no. a year. Uh, the, 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 uh, the term that I came up is people call refer to themselves as Jedi if they are. Uh, or like, oh, Jedi. Okay, so the Jedi. Yes. I think he's embarrassing Jedis everywhere. Yeah. Jedis aren't dishonest are they aren't they no uh, aren't no. they brilliant and they see whatever they they see the future they they, they they're well, very very smart. They, their powers change depending on how they I, use the force of i course, see so what they're... powers would you say mr binger has mr binger has the power to screw it up uh, he does screw up a, a, a case which again was a long shot on uh the chance of him winning but uh i didn't think he would embarrass himself quite like this the, right after we finished yesterday, and we talked a lot about what a flimsy case they have, what an open and shut case for self-defense it is, because the three people that Kyle Rittenhouse killed, we now know are all well, awful people. I've been tweeting out some of the uh, the stories, the police records of uh, Joseph Rosenbaum, the worst of the worst. This guy, this five-foot-tall lunatic who threatened to kill R R Rittenhouse earlier in the night, uh, who did uh, did a stretch for child molestation, who molested five boys, 9 to 11 years old, a convicted child molester, just a monster. And when he was in prison, by the way, he just committed more crimes. Day in and day out was was uh, was breaking the rules in prison. Uh, we went over this yesterday, just an awful human being. And it makes, every time you look at what a, what a, what a dreadful person he is, and Anthony Huber, the skateboard guy, it just he's a convicted domestic abuser strangled his girlfriend just terrible people that were wiped out eliminated by kyle rittenhouse and and by the way the guy who lived with the blown up bicep gage gross he's not uh, exactly a uh, uh an upstanding citizen either an avowed communist and in an acl i mean a antifa member uh convicted of i forget burglar uh, armed robbery or burglary you know another another uh, gem uh, he's alive, although that photo we talked about yesterday is pretty gruesome when you focus in because it shows Rittenhouse shot him in the arm and blew up his bicep, and it just looks like a pound of hamburger right yeah. there. And that's that's not you know gonna heal up. So so for yeah, I I think he's uh, got issues forever because uh, he was dumb enough to point the gun at seventeen year old. And the more I see and more I read, Carano, I think the fact that Rittenhouse was 17 years old, looked like he was 12. They just thought, he's got a gun. He's never going to use it. That's what they all, all three of them thought. This, this young punk, who, by the way, earlier in the day, was working to scrub off Antifa and BLM graffiti off of schools in that neighborhood where he worked. The idea that he's not, by any measure, a better person then the scumbags that he killed is is just ridiculous. He is, he was uh, offering medical help even to the people <laughs> he was he was fighting. He was offering the medical medical help, and he was busy cleaning up the city where he worked. Anyway, well, regardless, I mean, either way, if you just yeah, it's look, not really you know, an but, issue. No, but, but even if you just look at this one situation, he was acting in self defense. He has the moral high ground there with with defending himself against people who were using aggressive force. Like that's that that speaks to his character right there. And you got to be obviously they're biased. The people who are rooting for the conviction and 
and and calling him a, a you know terrorist and a white supremacist. But I tweeted out a few times, and I'm going to continue to do what, uh, what Ayanna Presley said about him. She called him a white supremacist, domestic terrorist, and said the people he shot were just there affirming the dignity of black lives. So what happened yesterday? First of all, shortly after we finished and and put this uh, this podcast up. The video is introduced by the defense, which again, why wasn't this introduced in day one of the of this? You know, when the when the charges were, I mean, the, the charges should have been dropped five seconds after this video came out. It's amazing what video has done. It is this uh, this case would be a toss up without the video. With the video, it is a joke. If you haven't seen it, there's a video, and it's pretty clear of Rosenbaum chasing Rittenhouse, chasing him, chasing the guy he said he was going to kill. And he's chasing him, and his plan the whole time was to take the gun away and kill him. He said he was going to do that. So Rittenhouse, God bless him, this baby-faced 17-year-old is running. Eventually, Rosenbaum gets close enough to him to, to grab him. He just turns around and shoots him. He was under siege. He was going to die. Rosenbaum is a violent felon threatening to kill him, turns, shoots him dead. Can someone explain to me how that's not self-defense? There's, there's no other explanation for it. I mean, every single video that I've seen exonerates him. Every video the, I've seen. Then there's video and still photos of him sitting on his ass where Anthony Huber is about to smash his head in with a skateboard. He's being chased and I watch by a this. I, 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 I can't get enough of this. I put on MSNBC and CNN. Uh, yesterday, just to watch them, I, I enjoy their pain. They really want to convict this kid. They're not going to get what they want. Although I heard a legal analyst predicting a conviction, just this moonbat uh, law professor. I was trying to get his name in this college, but it was just one of these guests on MSNBC saying, do you think he'll get picked? Oh yeah, I think he's going to get, I'm going, you do not, you liar. Anyway, they have this woman, she's a legal analyst, a lawyer. And she said, she started mocking Rittenhouse because he because uh, Huber used a uh, a skateboard. He said, skateboard? He, he, oh, yeah, he was going to kill him with a skateboard? Excuse me, ma'am. The answer to that is yes. Well, regardless, was, regardless if you're going to, yes, you could brain someone with that, but you could also incapacitate him. You hit him with a skateboard, get him to the ground, and then attack him and kill him that way. Like, that but, is deadly force. All he's you already assume, on the ground, and this guy was lining up right. to bash his head in All you can with assume. a skateboard. And yet, does this woman, A, not know? like what a skateboard is Does she think it's a toy you see some of these skateboards they're big and they're heavy and they are weapons and this punk was using it as a weapon and he was pretty comfortable with it and he thought this little kid was not going to fire he was just going to bash him and have his way and obviously just go about his day because he's uh antifa or he's blm and the law doesn't apply to them they can do what they want they can burn and loot and there will be no repercussions well thanks to kyle rittenhouse there were repercussions and this punk this punk paid with his life and uh you know what it's good for his girlfriend because he won't be strangling her anymore it's good for society because these people these these victims are such low lives and um I can't imagine, Karana, what would be going, how this would be unfolding if any of the three were black. It's become racial and it's become so partisan. You put on, like I said, MSNBC or CNN or anyone in the mainstream media, any of the New York Times, and they are not only rooting for a conviction, they're lying in their coverage. As we mentioned yesterday, Grosskreutz admitted he had a gun pointed at Rittenhouse when Rittenhouse fired. They covered that up. They are covering, they're not covering this uh, trial. They're covering it up. Yeah, they can't to. stand the truth. The truth is he's going to walk. It's a joke that the trial even took place. Um, Joe Biden, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Joe Biden, you know what he said before, the, they, before this kid went to trial? He called him a white supremacist. Yeah. And I'm not sure that Rittenhouse will be suing the president. But he'll be suing a lot of people. I hope he a does. Lot of, so we've got, I, uh, oh, sorry, I just wanted to mention too, Dano here in the in the chat says, anyone who watched the riots last summer knows what happens to people that end up on the ground with a mob bearing down on them. This is, I absolutely 100% agree. The only, Your only rational thought, if you're Rittenhouse there, you're on the ground. If someone has knocked you to the ground, if a mob is chasing you, is that they are going to try to kill you. That is your only, that's the only rational thought that you should have then. 
I, I said this yesterday, and I, I, I believe it more after just, is if you're the defense attorney and you're doing your closing statement, don't you just say, if Rittenhouse didn't fire, didn't shoot any of the three, where is he today? I think it's pretty, pretty clear he's dead. He's dead. And I think when the public pays attention to this, they're going to understand, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to go out and say Rittenhouse is a hero. Rittenhouse is a hero. He wow. went to defend. Can, I know people are reluctant to do that, but these are really awful people who were bent on destruction, in some cases murder. They were going to kill him. And he did the world a favor by well, ridding, the, ridding the world of Rosenbaum, a convicted child molester, and Huber, a violent domestic abuser who were uh, acting again with impunity. They thought they could kill a kid, burn businesses, destroy neighborhoods with impunity. The cops did nothing under orders, and he stepped up and did something. I think eventually people are going to say he acted uh, heroically in, in a few different ways. One, he didn't hesitate. If he did, he's dead. He's dead. I give him credit. Most 17 year olds, even if they had a gun, would be afraid to shoot. And if he were afraid to shoot, if he were reluctant to shoot, he's dead. And this has become so partisan, even though all the victims were A, again, scum, B, white. Why do all these commentators act like it's a, another black, white, literally black, white thing? Why? Uh, again, Ayanna Presley's logic for attacking Kyle Rittenhouse and calling him a terrorist is that uh, the people he shot were affirming the dignity of black lives. That's been denounced. I would say debunked, would you say? I would say so. I mean, Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum did more damage to children than COVID ever did. I mean, so, so like, so we're trying so, to... So a guy who's, who couldn't stop molesting young boys... <laughs> I mean, he's what is gone. he affirming? I mean, he's affirming he's that pedophilia and that's is okay. upsets the people on MSNBC. This upsets the people uh, at the Washington Post. The guy, the 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 convicted serial raper of young boys, is gone, and they're upset. They want this this teenager uh, convicted. But again, to to further embarrass the uh, insane uh, Ayanna Presley, yesterday a witness. And we can't, um, I guess we could play it, but we're not going to play it with the witness. And she was reluctant. They were asking her, you know, about what, what Rosenbaum said, what he was, how he was acting before the shooting. And she looks at the judge and says, I'm sorry, judge, but, uh, Rosenbaum, she said, said, I'm going to, was it kill all you N words? Uh, I, yeah, I said the N word and then, and then the MF MFers. Yes. All, all right. All you MFers and yeah. you N words. Yeah. Um, he was on a and car like, and like shouting at the people. Yeah, on top of a car because right. he's you know four feet tall, yelling at everybody, saying he's going to kill them. All you n words. <laughs> and as I tweeted, is this affirming the dignity of Black Lives? Ayana, you fool! But she could say what she wants. Uh, I don't. We don't have to get into this today. But three cops were shot in Boston. She tweeted out the lamest thing. I, it was like not even. It was like convoluted and incoherent. The woman who lied about cops said the cops were killing innocent people all over the country. You know, she really feels bad when people shoot cops and, and they're, they're injured, but, uh, and, and they, hopefully the cops will be okay, but you know, save it. I it. You don't give a damn about cops and we all know it, but uh, I wonder, you know, what happens today that will blow up on the prosecution because yesterday that's, that's what too. We got the, the woman who said that Rosenbaum used the N word. Yep. And we got to kill everybody. And, and threaten to kill everybody, everybody. We got the video, which clearly shows Rosenbaum chasing and almost catching Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse turns and fires and saves his own life. And then we have this bizarre twist where a witness, and I'm not even sure what this witness was there to talk about, I guess, you know, some of the crowd and stuff on the ground before the shooting, after the shooting, He's a uh, photographer. He's an amateur photographer. I think he was. I think he was shooting the 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 riots. And he explains pretty matter of factly that after he made a statement, the prosecution, uh, Mister uh, Mister uh, Jedi, with the with the <laughs> Jedi Star Wars pins, asked him, told him, suggested he change his state his statement. Literally, the prosecution subords perjury here under and and. I was waiting for them. They objected a bunch of times, but I was waiting for 
to like stand up and start screaming to stop this because they knew what they did to this guy and oh, this yeah. guy was not reluctant at all to throw them under the bus and tell the world what they did but at so when this trial is over there should be charges against Grosskrauts who lied under oath and and, and was had an illegal gun was there to, to shoot people and against Binger for suborning perjury with this witness but do we have the guy I know it's a little long but do you want to play Yeah I'll play it you ready Here Yeah do, we don't have his name do we it's just Oh yeah no witness. I do it's Nathan De Bruin his name. Nathan DeBruin took the stand and completely <laughs> destroyed the prosecutors here. Describe your meeting with Mr. Binger and Mr. Krause in their office. Protect your relevance. That was the objection. Answer it. Please. Um, I don't know the date off the top of my head, um, but I was called down to the district attorney's office. Um, I met with Mr. Binger and I don't remember his name. The individual who's in the blue. Um, and we were, I was called into a, a room, sat at a table, um, handed my police statement, um, got to read over my police statement, and then I was asked if I would like to add anything um, to the police statement, and I said I would not. Um, Mr. Binger pulled out a cell phone and showed me a video and also a photo, which was actually one photo that I brought today and asked me to, if I knew who a gentleman was in that photo. And I said, I did not. And he asked me to, or he, um, he said, this is uh, Joshua Zeminski. Um, I, he, Mr. Binger also has a case with him and I am subpoenaed for that case also. And he says, well, that's who that is. He put the phone down, he picked the phone back up and says, who is this? And I confusingly said like, Joshua Zeminski, and he's like, would you like to add that to your statement? And I just felt, <laughs> I didn't know what. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess we can excuse them uh, because they're desperate and they know they have no case and they're being forced to try the case anyway. But man, the whole world's watching. It's on TV. It's all over social media. You're sitting right in front of this guy. And he says, yeah, he basically pressured me to change, to, to perjure myself, to change my testimony. That's a crime. Uh, I guess you don't pursue it or press charges in the middle of the trial. But I guess, uh, you know, they will afterwards because that's just, that's just wrong. That's not only that's illegal <laughs> i would have such a hard time keeping my composure from the judge watching this thing i mean not well, only I not only all this video exonerating uh rittenhouse but then you, you then you hear this testimony that the da lied i would be so pissed uh it's so true all right one more thing we got to get to before we move on to other things george floyd's nephew uh what's his name cortez rice yep I guess he's just there affirming the dignity of Black Lives too, right? So whatever they're all doing, yeah. So I'm waiting for Ayanna Presley or AOC to tweet, you know, good luck to Cortez Rice. He has a mission. Uh, he's, I believe, from you know Minneapolis, but he took the ride to to Kenosha. He has a mission. He's working with others, I believe, and they're trying to uh, intimidate jurors, pressure jurors. Yesterday to start the day. The cops caught someone taking pictures or video on their phone of the jurors as they walked off the bus. They, wherever they are, they come on a bus together to the courthouse. And they stopped the person, and the cops forced them to delete the photos, which um, I, 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 I guess that's all you do. He said, next time they're going to take the phone. I mean, why do you wait till next time? Why don't yeah. you take the phone? You know what they're there for. You know they're up to no good. So... He, he made a statement and, and warned people at the beginning of the uh, session yesterday that they would uh, take phones and they're not gonna they're not gonna tolerate that. Um, I'm not sure they're gonna stop him. Cortez Rice is a uh, again nephew of George Floyd. He puts out. Uh, do you know where this video appeared? Was it on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever? Um, I I'd have to go and look. He posts a video bragging that he's doxing or attempting to dox the jurors. And I, I, I mean, at what point do you go into action after the trial's over? You say, we're going to get you, or do you wait, do you do it like just when they start deliberating? What point 
are they really going to put the pressure on the jurors? Because I don't think they're, they know they have no case. They know they're going to lose. Otherwise, this is their only hope. And I'm sure we'll read Ayanna Presley and AOC and Elon Omar condemning these crimes any minute now, you know, from Cortez Rice. But can we listen to Cortez essentially admit that they're going after the jurors? I ain't even gonna name the people that I know that's up in the in the Kenosha. I mean, in the Kenosha trial, but there's cameras in there. It's definitely cameras up in there, and there's definitely people taking pictures of the juries and everything like that. We know what's going on, so we need the same results, man. We need the same results. Justice for Dante Wright. Justice. Justice for Dante Wright. So, Dante Wright again. We've gone over it before. It was a justified shooting. You know, he was a violent criminal, sexual. Uh, assault against the woman who was there and he, he was trying to get away from the cops. He had a knife. He was jumping in the car. They shot him. They should have shot him. It was following procedure. So justice for Dante Wright is doxing the jurors. Yeah. Now the jurors in a trial of a kid who shot three, uh, reprobates. That's a hell of a, a, a leap that, that the shooting of, you know, a child molester, to convict the guy who did that is justice for Dante. Because you can believe two things: you can believe that the Dante guy is a not a shouldn't have been shot. You can believe that, but you can also, if you're a nuanced person, if you like look into stuff, you could also believe that Rittenhouse uh, acted in self-defense. Two things are you could believe both things. True, true, and you know they they were hoping Rittenhouse wasn't in self-defense. They were hoping to be evidence. There isn't. You just have to admit it. You can't. You know, stick to your story when you find out you're you were dead wrong. I mean, at some point, I know when it's over, and everyone is predicting that that Rittenhouse will be a rich man when this is all said and done, much like Nick Sandman, the Covington kid, uh, because so many in the media lied about him, slandered him, libeled him, uh, and and he again is not a public figure, so the bar's low. He'll be in negotiations ten minutes after this trial's over. I hope he goes after Ayanna Presley and Elon Omar, Omar, and everybody at the you know goes after the Washington Post and you know, CNN, everyone else. I hope he cashes in big time because they didn't care about the facts. They didn't wait for any evidence. They no. just tried to. They called him a white supremacist. The president. Where the hell is the white supremacist? I always wonder that. Like, where's the white supremacy? Show me that in this. I mean. You want to call a kid a whatever, a violent, you know, a thug or whatever. That's stupid. But you could say he shot three people. How is he? he they're three white people. <laughs> How is he a white supremacist? I don't know. How? He must have had access to information that I don't have because uh, yeah. I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, me either. But uh, you know what? I can't get enough of this trial. I look forward to uh, whatever. The rest of the um, the rest of the uh, prosecution's case, because I mean, the rest of the defense's case, because God knows it ain't going well for the state, uh, for the city of Kenosha uh, so far. I, I can't imagine it's going to get any worse. But you know, essentially, essentially, it's over. But all right, we got an update on the uh, on the uh, bar st- on the Portnoy uh, situation. I told you we were going to try to get him on. We're trying, you know, he's the one that said he'll go on with anyone anytime. So I called him and said, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. And yeah, he, he just got back to me, but I'll give you an update on that. But first, uh, and, and an update on that situation. We got some sound on uh, Portnoy as he, yeah, uh, yeah. as he uh, finally realizes that he's in it against one Bob Murchison that, uh, that the, uh, business insider guys were just you know they're the front men they're the front men but the the uh, the guy behind the scenes is someone we know well and i think portnoy is realizing that now we'll play that sound and we'll i'll give you an update on when he's coming on this show and uh we got a lot more but uh, first let's talk about my pillow this show i'm so happy to say is sponsored by my pillow go to mypillow.com now and you can use the code word jerry you get great discounts on everything if we use my name for instance the standard my pillow which is normally 69.98 is only 19.98 with code jerry that's a hell of a discount there carano yeah. my pillow as we know is made in the usa comes with a 10-year warranty it's machine washable and dryable most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on and it makes a great christmas gift christmas gift 
Get in now to support this show and fight back against cancel culture. As you know, Mike Lindell, like us, is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow, not only helping the show, <clears throat> you're joining in the fight against cancel culture. My pillow isn't in the box stores. We know that the big box stores, they dropped them, and we all know why. But you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com and you use the code word Jerry. I love my my pillow. I love my Giza sheets too, man. They yeah, are awesome. And I'm sure Bug the Chug's gonna love his dog bed all from my pillow. You can check out that and more at mypillow.com, but you got to use the code word Jerry G-E-R-R-Y. All right, let's um let's get to the latest on uh Portnoy V Murchison, which we knew it was coming to get to that. He is obviously battling business insider. Those scumbags put the hit out on him and did, you know, we've gone over the story and it's, it's really uh, unseemly to say the least unethical because they put the hit on Portnoy, which is fine. They did a story on Portnoy and they found people that talk about his personal life. And then when they inflicted the damage, they started calling sponsors and advertisers, which is despicable. It's what, what it's what unethical organizations do the boston globe does it business insider does it if you're in the journalism business everybody knows this is unethical this is immoral this is wrong they're doing it anyway portnoy found out so he's fighting back if you've seen him on uh, twitter or on uh, tucker he's fighting back as best he can but uh and and i think he knows i'm not sure the people all around him know but it isn't going to end anytime soon because the man behind the curtain is someone we know well, Bob Murchison, and uh, Portnoy is now realizing that this, you know, mysterious uh, millionaire from uh, Massachusetts is in this fight, and he doesn't ever just drop it and move on. He will continue to harass the advertisers, the sponsors of Barstool. He will relentlessly be, you know, sending emails talking about Portnoy's personal life and. The things Portnoy has done in the past, he will uh, take them out of context. He will lie about them. We will see. We will hear. It won't end. But yesterday, Portnoy, what is this on his own podcast? Yeah, he does his own show. Uh, uh, I think once a week is what he does. And who's he with? I, I mean, I saw the video. Some little little uh, you know, round guy that's there with him. I gotta remember his name. Hold on. Oh, you you don't? I thought you knew all the stoolies. I don't I know mean, a bar. I don't know Barstool at all. I know uh, Kirk Minahan show. Um. But generally, uh, you know, Kirk's fighting with all of them. Has he fought with this guy in the past? He must have. Uh, he's fine. I mean, oh, it's Chicago Eddie, I think is the guy's name. Oh, Chicago Eddie. How I don't I know. I think he likes Eddie. He's, he's said nice things about Eddie before. Oh, good. I was wondering if Kirk liked Chicago Eddie. That's good. <laughs> um, but so Portnoy's on with Chicago Eddie, and somehow the subject of uh, Murchison comes up. Somehow he leaves me out of it. I'm not sure how I, I get lapped out of it. The guy's been dogging me for years but uh he gives a little backstory and talks about it you tell me do you think he's do you think he understands what he's up against in i think he's realizing Murchison? it now i think he's, he's realizing, realizing it now because well, right, kirk's right. been kirk's been talking to him about it for two years and for a while barstool in general was like i just ignore him he'll go away right kirk's like, they, <laughs> he does not as do we know kirk knows better than anyone he does not just go away but that's what the portnoy's hoping but let, let's hear what he says let's hear how uh uh well-informed he is on his latest adversary. By the way, we forgot to mention the fact Merchinson's in this. Should have discredited the whole thing of all time. Um, I'm not so. I'm not totally clear on exactly who he is. Oh, he's, he's the craziest dude who ever lived. Seriously. Okay. Now, he, he, he comes after me and he, whatever. He's obviously going to do every, anything he wants. There's nothing to stop him. He, he may have have a different cat that he's dealing with right now in me. Like, I don't have time for him right now, but his time will come. That's not a threat. Kind of was, so. I'm just saying, like, you got a different cat. That's the first cut. A different cat. See, again, I I like Portnoy. I'm glad he's fighting. I'm glad he's fighting dirty. I'm glad he's not listening to his lawyers and he's going on TV and he's going on Twitter. But... uh, and I guess it is, you know, he, he is right. It's a different cat. We worked for a company that did not want to fight, that didn't want to even put up, 
didn't fight for a day. Just simply rolled over every time Murchison threatened them. They rolled over. They begged him for to let up. They 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 promised to do everything he asked. That's what people don't understand is there was a list of demands from Murchison, and our company gave into all of them. You know, we went to sensitivity training, which was laughable. We did PSAs. We met with them. We met with this guy in person, which was useless, but <clears throat> that's what he demanded. We did everything. He would walk out of the meeting, you know, go home and immediately start harassing advertisers again and lying about us. So <clears throat> the Portnoy is going to battle him. And again, I root for him. Man, am I rooting for him. But he doesn't understand that he will, A, he won't show in public. He uses people like he used the Boston Globe and he used Business Insider. He will continue to use people and he will continue to harass your advertisers, Dave, but he will never sit down, you know, and talk to you or go on your show or, I mean, he will just operate in the shadows and he will never give up, never let up. I hope, I know Portnoy is ready for that. I hope he uh, is in for the fight. He just got back to me just as we were uh, starting this show and said that he will come on, even though it doesn't do him any good. He wants to fight his enemies well what enemy is going to go on a show with them oh i don't know maybe yeah murchison's not going to come on a show with them like we know that he he's he, he's not brave enough to do that i you guys well, offered to have to do like a fundraiser and then talk it out i know kirk had offered uh to do a fundraiser have a t talk it out with bob do it in a public place and he, he's not he doesn't want to do it he he that's he true we did offer to have a fundraiser for the charity of his choice yeah. some you know transgender we'll family yeah. you know charity which is incredible. This this evil bastard. We're, we're offering to raise money for him, but that's at, initially when we thought he was, you know, human and in, in somewhat. I mean, if the if the if Business Insider had any integrity, they would go on a show with uh, with Portnoy and talk. They about will it. never and ever. Never and again, it. even if it's some media person who supports Business Insider or supports Murchison, some one of these you know corrupt mainstream media people, they're not going to go on with Portnoy because oh. they know Portnoy is fearless and he fights dirty and they won't do it. He's not going to find a, a place where they will debate him face to face. It's not going to happen. So I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll hopefully get him on and I'll, 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 you know, I'll get him up to date on exactly how Murchison operates and what he's up against. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he knows at this point he knows and I'm sure he's ready for the fight. But it's not going to end. That's the problem. It's not going to end. People around them are telling them, just let it blow over. They don't know what they're talking about. No, no. All, right. All right. So good. I'll let you know. What do you want me to do? Tell them we'll uh, do it tomorrow or do it. Oh, no. I'll, I'll rec I'm available to record anytime you want today to uh, to get it done. So whenever you're available and he's available, we'll just do it. And we'll drop All right, it tomorrow. I'll try. But uh, he sounds a little distracted and, uh, you know, thinks. I don't know. After Tucker, like who else? He thinks he's going to go on with like who else other than Tucker is going to put him on maybe some other shows on Fox or some other shows on, I don't know, Newsmax, but they're not going to put him on CNN, you know, CNN or MSNBC or I don't, local stations in New York, maybe talk radio. Maybe there's a lot of right wing talk radio. A lot of people who have been battling cancel culture like we have, maybe they'll go with it. He's got a lot of people on his side. All the, all the daily wire guys are talking about it and they're all rooting for him and they're all, fighting for them, but uh, they're going to get the media, the, the the fans, the stoolies will get bored with it, but they better understand. They, they better dig in for the long haul. But uh, all right, we'll get to uh, the latest from Howie Hamptons, making a big announcement, and the latest from uh, MSNBC, one of the big, big stars, is bailing out, and most people didn't even know he had a show, but he's, he's quitting that show. All right, we'll... Uh, uh, get to that right after I tell you about Shake Concrete. Shake Concrete, as you know, has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed in your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling and replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values for designs that will fit your home. New staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Shake and remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. Removing stairs, that is a pain. You don't want to do that. They're heavy. And they're awkward, and where the hell do you put them anyway? Shea will take care of all that for you. And when they are done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment, people. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand-new front entrance. Learn more 
at shakeconcrete.com. You can also go on shakeconcrete.com and look for a job. They're hiring right now. They're looking for 15 to 20 people for open positions. Good job, good wages, good bennies, good people. These are career opportunities for all different types of people. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. That pass a drug test and then uh, start working for Shea, a great place. And if you really want to know more, you can show up at their Amesbury headquarters on Friday for precast days where you learn about the business and you can meet Matt Carano because well, we will be there. And we will Callahan, be there, of course. We will be there Friday morning doing our show, Shea Concrete headquarters in Amesbury for precast days. We will see you there. All right, quick, you're not as much of a news junkie as I am or a cable news you know, fanatic. Did you know Brian Williams had a full-time show on MSNBC? You were saying that before, and no, I did. I knew he was on air, but I didn't. I don't. I don't remember he was. Oh, like the last hour or the last shot or something. What the hell? I don't know. Oh, he's trending. He's trending. Uh, This is the this is the end of a chapter and the beginning of another one. See, I think when people are reminded, like that, Brian Williams has a show. It's called Eleventh Hour. Yeah, that's right. I see it. So it must be eleven o'clock at night on oh, yeah, right, MSNBC right, right, or something, right. right? Yeah. Against against uh, Greg Gutfeld, who's kicking his ass. Oh, Gutfeld yeah. tweeted out one down. That's what he tweeted out last night because he's destroying his enemies and all the usual. I'm looking at the people wishing him luck. Billy, Bill Crystal, Brian Stoutler, Joy Reid, all these frauds are uh, wishing him well. No one even knew he had a show. The ratings are terrible. I tell you what. They, they, uh, you're allowed to be a total liar if you're a good liberal. We've seen that, you know, Kevin Cullen still works at the Boston Globe, one of the most famous, you know, fabulous you'll ever see. But Brian Williams is the most famous liar. I mean, he will die in a hundred years from now. People will be joking about Chichuchu rockets <laughs> that shot at his helicopter or the bodies that floated by in the French quarter when he was at covering Hurricane Katrina. All lies. He was exposed. I mean, I've said this before, but this is a remarkable lie. We don't have time to play all his lies because if you do, they're funny as hell when he just, you can tell he's making it up as he goes along. But when he says the raid to kill bin Laden, when they took out bin Laden, he said that one of, obviously one of the choppers we know crashed, they left it, they detonated, they blew it up. He claims that one of the Navy SEALs took a piece of that chopper, took it from Pakistan, you know, all the way back to Afghanistan, back to America, just to give to Brian Williams. He said that and thought. Brian's when you're, his hero, of when course. The liberal people believe you. You know, you you get uh, comfortable lying because people Jesus. pretend to believe. It was just the most ridiculous lie. Well, that liar who doesn't have a lot of viewers because he has no credibility, and if you don't have credibility and you're in the news business, you're kind of worthless. He's finally agreed to walk away because he is a joke. And you are a joke, Brian Williams. These, you know, Joy Reeds and Max Boots will wish you well, but the rest of the country is laughing at you. Good luck, clown. Next time you should wear like a clown nose and big clown feet because that's how people look at you. I I got to rush this one again, but Howie Hampton's, who works, what, about two days a month? Not a lot. <laughs> He does like three day weeks every other week and he takes three months off here, three months off there and pops up now and again to, you know, do the bidding of the Biden regime. But he'd said yesterday he was thinking seriously. In fact, I think he said he was going to run for president because he thinks Trump's going to run in 2024 and he thinks someone has to stop him and he's the man. God, please, God in heaven. That would be so great to watch Howie Hamptons run for president and get his ass kicked. It wouldn't even make it through any primaries. He wouldn't make it to, he'd be like Kamala Harris. He wouldn't make it to the primaries. But just to see him embarrassed, because he thinks he's still, you know, this big star in many ways, and he's not. He's a clown. He's a. He's like Jimmy Kimmel. He's just a subservient tool of the state who uh, is demanding Aaron Rodgers get kicked out of the league and, you know, no, you know, get arrested. People that don't wear masks or don't get vaccinated, they're, they're evil. He's just a stooge. He's Again, a germaphobe, he too. You think he's going to go out, shake hands, kiss babies? No way. Well, he ran for governor of New York as a libertarian to no. bring back the death penalty and use the corpses of the people who are executed to fill in the bottles. That's how he used to be. Now he's running to uh, further uh, extend the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates because he's an authoritarian at heart. I wish he would run. He won't. I wish he'd run against Trump. That'd be great. Trump would destroy him. But uh, 
he won't. He's all talk, and he he likes his leisure time, so he can play with his kitty cats and do his paintings. But uh, go, run, run, Howie, run! All right, uh, Carano. Anything else? What am I missing? Anything? Uh, I mean, there was plenty. There's Fauci old footage on AIDS. There's the Blasio oh, know, that's, stuff. There's that's all crazy. sorts of stuff. But uh, I think what dominated was what we talked about today with Rogers and Rittenhouse and Portnoy and Williams. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we shall leave it there. We'll let you know if uh, we're going to join. If be joined by Portnoy, we'll let you know if he actually. Maybe I'll tell him I, I I'm against. Uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to fight. <laughs> I'm a big Murchison guy. I'm ready to fight you. you Come on, all right. But we'll see. All right, thanks to everyone for listening, for watching, commenting. Thank you to Matthew Carano. I am Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.